So you were working diligently on getting your research done that was supported by that NIH grant. Maybe you've made some progress. Maybe you've had some adversities. But what is it that you're expected to tell us when your progress report comes up? This is David Kossum, and I am with NIH's All About Grants. From the National Institutes of Health in Bethesda, Maryland, this is All About Grants. All right, well, welcome to the show. I'm glad to say that we have with us Dr. Tom Cheever. He is a program officer with the National Institute of Neurological Disorders and Stroke, and he is going to be telling us everything that we should know about research progress reporting from his program officer perspective. Uh, welcome to the show, Tom. Thanks very much, David. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So let's just uh, start with an easy one. What exactly is this research progress report? And you know, maybe you can touch on some of the different types and all that. Yeah, can do. So the research uh, performance progress report, excuse me, or often abbreviated to RPPR because it's a bit of a mouthful. It's really how recipients of NIH awards report their progress to, to NIH. It's how we find out how things are going for you. And I think also importantly, demonstrate uh, compliance with the relevant NIH and different government policies that apply to these. Um, so you can think of them as kind of basically three different flavors. Uh, the content is pretty similar, although with a few exceptions across all three, but they kind of vary the most in when exactly they're used. So let's start with the annual progress report or annual RPPR. That's the one that you may have completed the most in that this is the one that's used to report on progress from just like the prior budget period, which for most people is going to be just that previous year. So you may complete a few of these if your award is for a couple different years. Uh, the other two reports are used at the end of kind of a whole grant cycle. Um, so one of those is called the final RPPR or FRPPR. That's for used to report on progress uh, at the completion of award. And then the last remaining type is called this interim RPPR or IRPPR. RPPR, and that's used in kind of in lieu of a final RPPR if you're submitting a, a renewal or a type two application. And and just for, for clarity for the listeners' sake, we're going to be talking generally about progress reporting on research grants, but you know, this is generally applicable to other types of grants as well. Um, so so thank you for that, that definite description of these different types of progress reporting. I mean, uh, I guess the big question is why why is this important? Why do we have this? Why do we ask our recipients to do this? Yeah, and you know, I think it's important for a couple of reasons, and it, we'll start off with just the one is that it's actually required uh, to submit and for NIH staff to um, review and approve progress reports in order to make the subsequent year's award if there is is one. So like for an annual RPPR. So we can't give you the next year's funds if you haven't submitted it and if we haven't kind of reviewed and approved it. Um, but then just in addition to that, it's also the primary way that we, we track progress is kind of what's in the name of an RPPR. And also just, again, make sure that we're still in compliance with all the relevant um, policies that that are applicable in that case. And what information should someone be reporting on? Like, well, what's the level of granularity? I mean, um, what should they not be reporting? Yeah, sure. So just to kind of orient, so there's there's several sections in, a, in an RPPR, often with kind of like a letter designation, A, B, C, D, E, that kind of thing. Um, for, for this topic here, let's let's focus on the section that maybe people maybe have the most questions on, which is this accomplishment section where you're actually telling us in kind of a free text response um, what you did during that that prior year. This is actually section B of the progress report. And at the most fundamental level, I think you want to just think about reporting on 
what you did, what worked, what what didn't. And I think also just importantly, what were the key accomplishments during that reporting period? It's hard to kind of specify directly about um, granularity given the different kind of areas of research that might be involved. But in general, you want to make sure that your pro your program officer who's reading every single one of these is able to just kind of get a sense for what happened that prior year. So, you know, in in some cases, high-level overviews may be sufficient. If it's a really important part of the project, maybe a little bit more granularity will, will be there. I think kind of just, again, focusing on getting across what did you do, what worked, what didn't, what were your main accomplishments, starting from that. you know, And if your program officer has questions based on that, they can always reach out to you to ask for more for kind of more information in certain sections, that kind of thing. Um, just maybe a couple other points in terms of kind of what else to include in your award. Um, there can be some cases where your notice of award might actually say, you know, it's required that you report on milestones or some other topics. That's something that you want to make sure that you're commenting on. Um, if by chance you have any kind of um, supplements on, on your award, which is usually indicated by a three before a grant number, you also want to make sure that you're reporting on, on, on progress there. This may be an obvious question, um, but how often is someone supposed to be reporting? I mean, if it's an annual RPBR, I'm assuming once a year. But, you know, if you could talk more about that kind of frequency and, you know, and any additional information that might be relevant to that. Yeah, and just so in terms of frequency, it's it's in many cases it's going to be that annual progress report yearly. Um, but there may be cases where, um, for different circumstances, you may be asked to report more uh, frequently than that. That will be indicated in your, in your notice of award um, as well, and just make sure that you're following those instructions. I see. I see. And you, and you mentioned your program staff uh, looking at these reports. Um, you know. What are what exactly are y'all looking for? And I, I suspect, you know, every program officer might have a different kind of viewpoint on this. So, you know, keep that in mind. But keeping that in mind, rather, you know, it's like, what how exactly are y'all using this? Can y'all ask for additional information if it's, you know, if it's not there, but you need it? You know, all that. That would be great. Yeah. At a high level, we're looking for indicators of progress. And then again, just whether we're we're in compliance with all the relevant policies that that are applicable to that kind of award. So like in the accomplishment section, like we've talked about, for example, we're looking for like kind of some tangible indicators of, of progress on the aim. So it may be that you completed an experiment or that you added uh, sample size to an experiment or, um, <clears throat> you know, had a publication made, which again, you want to make sure you're also reporting in the publication section. But those are kind of some examples of some of those kind of you know, areas where we can see, yep, they made progress on on their aims in, in response to that, that kind of thing. You know, in the other sections, we're looking to make sure that, um, you know, everything is in compliance with public access policies for publications, for example, um, making sure that we're in compliance with all the different human subject and vertebrate, vertebrate animal considerations, um, looking for any kind of changes or new foreign components, um, and whether we're also kind of meeting any other kind of additional kind of special terms and, and conditions um, for an award. And I would just kind of say in in general we're we're looking for progress from what was previously reported that kind of thing so if for example we're looking at a progress report and it's identical to the previous year's one that may raise questions for us we might wonder whether there was an error in submission or whether there actually wasn't any progress in which case we will certainly be following up with people but you know in general we're looking for you know, the progress that was done on this grant award that we're talking about in this progress report and from that most previous reporting period, because we do have access to all the different prior um, RPPRs. So um, we know what was done in the past. We want to know what happened in just that most recent um, reporting period. 
So don't just cut and paste from the previous year. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Rule, rule of thumb. Um, you know, you know, we, we know that science can be a little finicky. Things, you know, happen. You know, we can, you kind of touched on this. If there's challenges and you may not have any progress report to report, that is, what do we do in that situation? Can you expound upon that just a bit more? Yeah, it's a great question. I think just to start off with program officers like myself, we all have scientific backgrounds like, like grantees and definitely understand that things things in science don't always go according to plan or in, in a nice kind of linear progression, that kind of case. So when you run into to challenges, hurdles, roadblocks, that kind of thing, that's we understand that as part of the process. The main thing you want to do is just tell us about what challenges you encountered there and um, what did you do to try to uh, address it? What worked there? What didn't? That kind of thing. I think for 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 program staff, when we're, again, looking to kind of assess, you know, was sufficient progress made? In many cases, troubleshooting, coming up with alternative approaches and that kind of thing, those can be signs of sufficient progress. And again, if we have more questions uh, or you know, looking for more information, we'll certainly kind of follow up with you to get more information um, to help us better understand what's going on there. Sounds good. That definitely seems like, you know, if you're experiencing some issues, you know, reach out, you know, tell us about them. You know, we're, we're here to help them. So, so Tom, this is this has been great to hear more about progress reporting and what the expectations are for the accomplishments. Um, do you have any final thoughts? Any opportunity? This is an opportunity to kind of leave our audience with, you know, any important issues that you want to make sure that we discuss on this topic. And yeah, thanks so much, David. I, I think the main point I want to get across is that progress reporting, it's a really important part of the grant process. And program officers really do read these things uh, top to bottom. Um, and like we kind of mentioned earlier, it's required to issue a next year's um, award. And one of the main ways that NIH really fulfills our stewardship role here and making sure that we're following all the appropriate um, policies and regulations. So um, which is kind of just help remind people to make sure to keep your report focused on the NIH award that you are reporting on. And from that most recent um, reporting period, and, um, you know, I've often heard from from grantees, and I know for myself when I'm reading these, it's helpful to try to kind of think about how to keep these things as, as organized as you can. So for some people, they find it helpful when they're reporting progress by aim, for example, or using bullets to kind of highlight what were the main um, kind of key outcomes from a reporting period. That can hopefully be um, helpful for grantees as they're writing, and it's certainly helpful for program staff as we're, as we're looking through these to kind of make sure that um, progress is, is is appropriate and that again we're just meeting all those um policy needs that we have that wonderful uh totally appreciate this opportunity to, to speak with you tom about progress reporting and um you know to to kind of reiterate some other points reach out to your program staff if you have questions you know also reach out to your offices of uh, sponsored research if you have some questions please consider checking out you know nih's uh, grants page grants.nih.gov there's a wealth of information there from you know regulations policies examples of uh, what to report uh, a whole bunch of other good information so please do check it out this has been david kossip with nih's all about grants thank you